Dear listeners, Sai Ram. We now bring you Vahini Satsang. Today's episode was first aired on the 5th October 2017 as part of Thursday live programs on Asia Stream of Radio Sai. This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai. ഫ്രോം We are here discussing chapter 12 of Prema Vahini and Bhagwan has very graciously sent to the studios today brother Aman Javeri from the Sri Satyasai Institute of Higher Learning brother is a research scholar in the department of management studies and he is someone who has spent a lot of time studying Bhagwan's literature studying Bhagwan's vahinis and he stays in the hostel with the students guides the students mentors them he also helps in the awareness class that happens in the college so someone who has spent quality time ruminating on bhagwan's discourses and also seeing how they can be applied in our real life in his own life in the lives of the students in the hostel so really grateful to bhagwan that we have him with us as we discuss this chapter 12 the second segment where bhagwan is actually talking about inner contemplation is talking about being sync with the inner self so let's listen to the second segment of chapter 12 and then we will wait for brother aman's reflections atti bhaktulaku bhagavantuni yokkayo gurulu yokkayo సద్భక్తుల యొక్క అనుగ్రహం లభించినను ఒక్కదాని అనుగ్రహం లభించకపోయినను నరుడు నశించును ఈ మూడు విధాలైన అనుగ్రహం అదృష్టవశం లభించినను అంతఃకరణ అనుగ్రహం లేని ఎడల అన్నీ నిష్ప్రయోజనం భగవత్ అనుగ్రహం సులభంగా చిక్కున్నది కాదు హృదయం నుండి నేను కర్తను అన్న అహంకారమును నిర్మూలము చేయవలను without which man would perish all the about three blessings could be obtained per chance but if one has not received the blessings of one's inner self everything else is of no use god's grace cannot be attained easily one has to uproot the egoistic feeling of i am the doer from the heart so brother aman well there are so many two important thoughts here isn't it where bhagwan is saying that you have to receive the blessing of your inner self and then the subsequent uh, direction is you have to uproot the feeling of i am the doer both are absolutely connected isn't it yeah that's uh, first of all let me thank you for inviting me here today it's a 
it's really wonderful being here and uh, contemplating on swami's message i think uh, this is you know one message that is uh, uh, we just heard during dashara also yes and in one of the discourses you know bhagwan said that i don't remember the exact wordings but to the effect that you know you have spent your time doing so many so called sadhanas so now you have to move on to recognizing the presence of your own self in your own life yes uh, i think it was on day 2 or day 3 discourse this year which was played so i think again and again uh, swami is coming back to the same message throughout swami's discourses also we have this message throughout uh, vahinis also we have almost the same message whether it is gnana vahini prema vahini or whichever it is ultimately it is the importance of the self that swami talks about and how our journey eventually should lead us to appreciating the presence of our own selves in our life ultimately i think uh, you know just to start this discussion the starting point is faith you know i feel that all devotees uh, all people who believe in bhagwan must be brutal with themselves and ask themselves this question do we have faith in swami because if we see swami's discourses invariably swami has given more than what 3000 discourses the content may be different but the starting is always the same yes embodiments of love right embodiments of divinity that is where actually swami's discourse ends <laughs> you know <laughs> that is actually where it ends because yes. you don't need anything yes right but the way we have been brought up in this world i don't know what it is it is so difficult to believe yeah you know see i'll tell you <clears throat> the i have had a chance to interact with so many of our alumni who have had such wonderful experiences and i myself have been witness to you know them narrating those experiences and every time i go back to the hostel i tell myself and my students you know swami is great sai baba can do anything okay <laughs> i know he is god except for the first line that he tells me i am not god i am not divine otherwise everything that swami says is the truth mm. so i think if we have to ask this question to ourselves i mean we have to be very honest and we have to have some uh some faith in what swami says you know i may not fully trust swami yeah. i may not fully believe swami <laughs> swami maybe what you are saying is true even <laughs> if we start there mm. i think that is the starting to yes. even contemplating on the topic of the self or god or brahman or whatever name you want to call it yeah. so i think those are some of the initial thoughts that i have and maybe yeah. i can hear also from you and yeah but sai prakash will add <laughs> no absolutely i mean faith uh, there is one thing which uh, i think one of the days when students are asking swami uh, swami how to develop faith in you and swami said either you have it or you don't have it <laughs> it's digital <laughs> either it's one or zero Correct. you have faith you have faith you don't have faith you don't have faith it's not like uh, okay on monday i'll have 20% on <laughs> tuesday i'll have just one day before the exam i'll have 80.85% that's yes. my best performance Correct. no because um, either you have it or you don't have it and um, I, i think I'm not sure whether it was in Prema Vaini or somewhere else. Swami says 
three types of devotees yes. uh, one who are not interested that yes. is no use yeah. then one who already know the truth that yeah. is fine Bhagya but Sarshayari those says, yeah. those who are in the middle, middle. yes middle, middle. Mm-hmm. so middle is where which is more dangerous more dangerous where we think we have faith but mm-hmm. uh, and Swami says <laughs> even God cannot help them actually Swami yeah. goes yes. to that extent yes. of yes. saying yes. I mean it is so difficult yes so Absolutely. I think faith is something which is uh, um, really so absolute but um, also the fact that are we uh, putting our faith in something unknown are we putting our faith in some something uh, which is not tangible which is not uh, reachable which is you know why do why does the term blind faith come into existence mm. and um, because these are so subtle mm. uh, you know when you're talking about antakarna we talk it as if we are talking about idli vada dosa but <laughs> 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 but actually we don't even know what a thought is mm. i mean thought does not have a form and it does uh, like what is its expression right and um, i think that's why in one one level of understanding it is said gyatum drashtum praveshtum so first at least you know what it is mm. once you know what it is and you have that interest then you will start trying to follow what it is yeah but you know surprisingly if we talk about all other sadhana no we are always told that we should have faith you know have faith have patience have perseverance but if we read our scriptures no when they come to talking about the self they never talk about faith you know there is no question of having faith or not having faith hmm. because apparently it's so simple apparently it is the most simplest thing in the world and because it is so simple it eludes everybody and hmm. deludes everybody you know hmm. for example do you need faith to know that you exist you don't right yeah. you know that you exist with mm. with with so much of confidence you say that i exist i am existing here right now mm. in this time and space continuum so i think uh, <clears throat> when we talk about sadhana and in sadhana when we talk about all the spiritual exercises be it of any religion i think that is where the question of faith really comes in but if we really scrutinize and analyze the topic of the self the question of faith is not as important as the question of love or i would say the question of priority you know if you have if priority in your life is survival in the priority in your life is uh, to work monday to friday saturday go out for dinner sunday do bhajans monday again go to work actually you don't need the self because if you want to contemplate on the self or even if you want to think of it it has to be a priority in your life that desire to know that i know everything in the world but this entity which is inside i know very little of it i think once that thought starts coming into you then you start prioritizing thought word and deed in the direction of the self so i i there's one experience i don't know how true it is but it is very close to my heart i have not personally uh, verified this so i am just putting a disclaimer but i believe that one of the students who was very close to bhagwan once asked swami that uh, swami seeing you at such close quarters i am losing faith in you because you behave just like another human being and then swami replied saying do you love me he said yes swami i love you mm. and swami said love is enough mm. so i feel ultimately it's the question of love if you love yourself 
if you love swami and even i think faith also comes down to that see ultimately in life we have to choose between what is desirable and what is pleasurable right and how is how is your brain going to choose that if you say that i love swami so much and that love of swami overpowers my petty desires then you are naturally moving in the direction of swami it's not really so much about faith also it's just love for swami if you have love for swami you'll follow swami so i think we have to shift track from faith to love and shift our priorities if we do that then we may be on the track towards enquiring about the self hmm in fact you know when bhagwan says okay even if you don't have faith if you have love it's enough i mean it sounds so simple but i think um we take whole lifetime and still we don't get a hang of even 1% of what is love and you know most as bhagwan very beautifully also other uh, the other day uh, he mentioned in the discourse that you know uh, the difference between liking and loving so most of the time we are liking and we are thinking we are loving <coughs> and love is such uh, such a deep concept that uh, you know the more you know uh, the more you discover you don't know what you don't know about it correct, correct. and 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 you can have that that kind of a love only when you have faith as the yes, um, yes. bedrock i mean it, it has to start from there true in fact one of the manifestations of love is attention that which you love your attention will go there that yes. which is desirable to your heart your mind will dwell there which again brings us you know back again to the question that why is it self contemplation is so difficult because fundamentally we have not thought about it and our love for our own self yes is very little our mind is occupied with so many things in this world that there is very little time for us to really introspect and think about the self the moment our love for our self increases no then naturally the attention to the self also increases and uh, i have read in several books uh, where you know great saints have even talked about the self and self enquiry and all those things and ultimately they say it's it's not what generally people think it's not you know you close your eyes and who am i who am i you keep on chanting it's not that it's just that instead of paying attention to the world yes you pay attention to yourself yes that is all that is required yes and in fact some even go on to say that giving attention to the self is enough yes the blessings from the self will start yes. flowing wonderful so, in fact you know um, uh, um as you share this um i think when we mentioned about love how through love this self enquiry happens when I mean, the way i think about it if you look at all the lives of saints and uh, the people who have lived with bhagwan so or the purpose of the avatar also so what basically happens when the avatar comes you your love for that form correct overpowers everything else so that way Uh, swami ensures divinity ensures that you know your mind is less distracted from the world and more attracted to him and that's how True. he comes in a beautiful form he does all these miracles he cures you and you know um, he he's all the time mesmerizing you with one thing or the other so slowly you get so attached to that that you're that you slowly become detached to the world and then there comes a time which in the like it happens with every avatar yes. once you get completely sort of uh, captured by that then he disappears and then you don't know where to get that bliss from again Correct. and then you have to dive deep in only when you go within 
you, you are able to again get that glimpse and and that's how the realization happens so i think same thing uh, you know in, in the lives of saints also perhaps you know they take to a form uh, even if avatar is not there they take to a form yes. it's, it's take the life of meera take the radha it's all like that you know meera when radha had physically krishna but meera did not have physically krishna but it started like that and then slowly you, you become you know you want to experience that and that can happen only when you go within correct i think uh, i think this is so relevant for all of us today I yeah mean, really i i i sometimes i feel that you know self realization is not an option for us only yeah. frankly <laughs> you know it is it is it is not an option for, for anyone <laughs> because having seen swami and then having lost his form is is something that is almost forcing people in yes. this direction i mean Absolutely. i think it's like swami is putting a gun on our head yeah. that you, you better you better do this i mean mm. you have no other option left yeah. left left with you that's what he has done basically i think uh, um um you have uh so many people today who are spending much more time this is what i personally believe in spending in understanding swami's teachings in trying to read bhagwan's discourses which did not uh, happen with this much of interest uh, and uh, um, intensity when bhagwan was physically there you know and now it's happening with much much more greater interest because you want to feel that yes love you want yes. to feel that bliss and you're not able to get it correct and correct. only way you're finding it only if i go back to him and what is there of him only his teachings are left of him and then and then you slowly try to practice that then correct. it gives you some bliss correct, correct. so it's it's, it's through that process the second part of the paragraph where he says remove the feeling that i am the, the doer, doer. ahankara <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. ego and yes. that is something which several times yes in different ways swami used to try to teach the students and uh, one uh, scene which comes to mind is how swami used to take all the singers to task hmm. and uh, they will be the ones on whom swami will be showering lot of love Hmm. because he said he used to say that if a bhajan singer like brother bishu is so by the way hmm. on this special day of bishu's birthday <laughs> <laughs> so this is a message <laughs> because uh, i remember that very clearly you know swami would say as a bhajan singer with what intentions you sing and with what feeling you sing that that spreads to the entire audience yes Yes. because the entire audience all the yes. devotees are going to follow so if you are on the right track it yes. will give good vibrations to everybody yes and uh, oftentimes you would say hey, yeah. <laughs> too much ego too much ego too much ego he would say and then he would take them to task he would say um, don't have this much ego and uh, in a very very uh, small way i mean uh, in a, you know like how swami teaches so he asked me one of those days first day when i was supposed to when uh, the chance came to play sitar in front of swami mm. so what happened uh, we brought, i brought the sitar and swami was in the bhajan hall and uh, um, swami asked who will play sitar nu vaistava mm. <laughs> you will play sitar i was silent he said if you play everybody will run out from here <laughs> <laughs> whole hall will run out <laughs> then i got the point say swami you know swami you have to play swami i said ah that is correct answer mm. correct answer if you play mm. everybody will run out from here mm. so you know every occasion he took yes. 
to make uh, that just yeah. drill down drill down that i am mm-hmm. you are not the doer you are not the doer mm-hmm. you are not the mm-hmm. doer and uh, one thing which also comes to mind is amongst all the types of pride like okay ahankara ego and pride the spiritual arrogance which comes <laughs> yeah <laughs> spiritual correct, correct. arrogance is something which is the most subtlest Subtle, and yeah. the most difficult to <laughs> recognize also yes so i think that is something we have to be very wary about yeah. see i just a uh, couple of days back i was with one of our former students mm. and he was sharing this another similar story to what uh, sai prakash shared they were doing this drama in swami's presence krishna raibaram mm. and in that there is a scene where there is a cosmic form of krishna which is shown yes mm. so he was narrating a beautiful experience and he said that you know that day interview room i went and i told swami swami can i show you the cosmic form <laughs> and swami said oh so you will show me the cosmic form he, basically he wanted yeah. in the interview room he wanted to show swami how they are going to do it outside <laughs> but the way he put it yeah the way he put it he said swami swami will show you cos- cosmic form swami said oh you will you will show me cosmic form still he didn't get it okay so he said yes swami we want to show you cosmic form so swami said yes show me so in the interview room it seems they told swami this is how it is going to be and swami was very happy mm. So what happened is after that Swami came out in the bhajan hall and Swami was asking as usual all the characters what is your name what is your name so Swami asked one boy what is your name he said Swami I am Kripacharya hmm. so Swami asked him what is Kripacharya's father's name hmm. now he didn't know so <laughs> Swami asked two three other people what is Kripacharya's nobody knew hmm. then this person who was Krishna hmm. was doing hmm. the Krishna's role Swami asked him what is Kripacharya's father's name he told Swami I don't know. Hmm. Swami said, "Are you just showed me the cosmic form, <laughs> and you don't know Kripacharya's father's name?" <laughs> so then he said, "That is the time when it struck to me that boss, you be in your limits. <laughs> don't think that you are too much. It is Swami who's doing." And he said, "You know, one thing very important which he mentioned is he said that see, for me to go on the stage and perform, that that was very important because before that." Swami was so happy with us that you know we had almost become complacent mm. but that moment now i immediately realized that you know yes. it is swami who is in charge mm. so yeah there are i think as many students yeah. as many experiences <laughs> will be yeah. there about uh, the swami ego cutting has, yes, yes 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 where swami has taught again and again you know yes. i remember one experience not physically with bhagwan but you know we had this dvd called man management yes. where we have talked about mind of man awareness yes. of atma and that Swami's discourses. Swami's discourses on management, and you know that DVD, we were going to release on a particular date, and we were you know really planning for it. So the entire uh, discourse was ready, and we were actually waiting for Uttarayan to uh, get over Sankranti to get over, so that mm. we can release it. And I I remember it was nineteenth of January, twentieth or nineteenth of January is the date we had decided, and one day before uh, we were going to give the DVD for copying. our system crashed oh and uh, four or five boys had worked on it for almost 6 months so you know we were very sad and uh, you know when you are really sad and dejected you like to tell no it is swami who is doing don't worry don't worry mm. no but really when it happens to you you <laughs> feel the pain man 6 <laughs> months of work just gone down the drain but you know i swami is swami you know he knows that this is just lip service so mm. we worked again and we thought mm. guru purnima will release it so that was sometime around june or july and you won't believe on guru purnima day 3 days before that the system crashed again oh my, oh my god second time our discourse is gone okay then 
I we had a meeting and we thought what is happening. Maybe Swami is not happy with us. So one of the boys said, "Brother, see what we should do. Common sense. We are not taking backup. You know, let's take a backup of the hard disk. It's just common sense. You know, two times we missed it. And in fact, the second time our UPS got burnt. That was the type of the you know voltage uh, this thing that had come. So you won't believe it. We planned for Swami's birthday, hmm. and uh, the third time, not only did our system crash." our backup hard disk also crashed oh my oh god my. and that was the time when you know it was not out of choice or i'll tell you not out of devotion also <laughs> i just told the boys Compulsion. boss just this is swami's will yeah just leave it <laughs> i think this is not going to happen <laughs> and the fourth time i remember when we started working now that mm. is when you know mm. samatvam yoga uchchate we realized because we worked with so much of detachment we knew it was going to crash <laughs> I am telling every you. Every time you don't know. Every time we leave it to him. This time Do we know. <laughs> that day only offer it and forget it. So this time we knew. Surely it is going to crash. Something terrible is going to happen. And we were so detached. <laughs> and the day the DVD got finally it got released. I mean, fourth oh, time. Uh, I, I think after one and a half years of oh, really really hard work. I mean, I I am that disco is almost by hearted now. You know, I I mean, I can still imagine Anjundas are coming and giving the first translation, and it's almost like that. But. Uh, the fourth time when it actually happened was, you know, really the time when I personally felt that we were really neither elated nor mm. were we, you know, dejected. Mm. To sir, I'll not say completely because that will mm. definitely yeah. be a lie. Yeah. But to a very large extent, you know, in the hostel, this is one experience where working in the hostel, you know, students and me myself, we experienced that ultimately we are not the doers. This has not happened once. This has actually happened. several times and uh, not only to us all the students who work in different departments right they have experienced this teaching of bhagwan so very well because i think this is one thing that swami wants to drive into all students yes. and at this age it's not going to come through philosophy <laughs> it is going to come through bricks and bats only yes. so yes. that's how swami yes. works and uh, yeah and, and i'm sure sai prakash also has enough stories <laughs> in organizing all these programs be it prema pravam oh. prema jyoti <laughs> every, every time you thought if it is happening and uh, <laughs> you know it's it's beautiful because till the time you think that you are doing it <laughs> The Correct. lesson is not learned, Correct. and it's then uh, he'll just yeah. twist it one more, one more Correct. twist. He'll give it. Correct. Just like I think Prema Prabham, mm. till the till few minutes, you didn't know whether the program is ever going to happen. <laughs> right? No, we didn't know actually. <laughs> so Swami's 85th birthday, even though it was the grandest function yeah. in in the in the physical presence that happened. No, in fact, <laughs> that LED screen. which was supposed to be put in front of swami's uh, or front of the stage for swami to see the video it was not being allowed hmm because uh, police people have blocked it way outside brahmanapalli somewhere it has been blocked and then we had to call the dig this that and then get special permission and bring it now we brought it and for 2 and 1/2 hours they were assembling the led screen uh, that had to be assembled in front of the stage and uh, as they were uh, almost finishing we got news that the program might not be in the ground <laughs> it might be in the kulwantal <laughs> then we said fine if it's in kulwantal there's no video only audio people will see so but if it is in ground you have to be ready so then fine the whole 2 and 1/2 hours it took for the entire screen to get ready the moment you put it on full lines are coming There is no image coming. <laughs> He said, "Sir, yesterday I used this in Bangalore. 
it's new relatively a new piece there, there is no reason the technician could not understand mm. the technician could not understand he has never seen such lines before he says i don't know what is happening <laughs> then i said swami <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> then swami then local electrician came mm. sir that is low voltage sir <laughs> 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 really so you know <laughs> swami sends local people to remind us that his presence is always <laughs> yeah. no i think swami wants us to depend on him only yeah, yeah. all the time all, all the, time. the time i i remember recently we had uh, a chance to interact with one of our teachers mm. and you know he shared this experience he had gone to japan for playing uh, for a music concert and at the airport he was stopped and they told him there's a problem with your visa you can't come and perform he said look you look at my passport i have come to this place so many times mm-hmm. and they said no sir nothing doing you can't go so the moment uh, he came to know about this he called his organizer and the organizer said look i am almost 2 hours away from the airport so i can't come you manage something don't worry something will happen so this teachers of ours you know he then starts calling everybody he knows okay he calls mm-hmm. the mayor of bombay and police commissioner and this mm-hmm. and that and everybody tells him look uh, if it is a question of doing something in india we can do Mm. it's just not possible i think you have to come back so he tries for an hour all the numbers in his diary are exhausted and then he goes and sits in the lounge and he says opposite to him there's a wall on which there's swami's photo oh, in japan oh my god and he also names the airport i i forget the name of the airport <laughs> he says there's a photo of swami and the moment he sees the photo <laughs> he starts crying why because he has forgotten swami forgotten mm. and he says swami I forgot you. Mm. <laughs> What a fool I am! I mean, mm. he's not—he's not—you uh, know—upset because he's not being allowed to perform. He's upset because he feels that that feeling of doership has overtaken him so much that mm. he's actually forgotten to pray to Swami. Mm. And he says he went to Swami, he prays, and within five minutes, one authority comes and tells him your visa is cleared. You can go to perform. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, he performs, mm. he comes back, and when he comes back, he is in bhajan hall. He's playing. and swami comes and the first thing swami looks at him and tells him japan trip kaisa tha oh wow. and he knows what swami means <laughs> you know he knows wow. perfect and he was telling me throughout the concert there was only one thought in my mind i forgot my swami i forgot my swami i forgot my swami but of course swami didn't forget him <laughs> as always he just waiting <laughs> so i i think yeah ultimately you know it is <laughs> it is about swami wants us to depend on him and him alone yes absolutely till we depend on other things i think we are going to get stuck In fact, there. I think there are, as you mentioned, there are as many stories about ego cutting <laughs> as there are uh, as the number of days each student has spent in the hostel. But before we move on, I just want to share one thought. You know, this one actually um, set me thinking because here Swami is saying, one may receive blessings from God, Guru, and holy men, but there is one blessing without which man would perish. Means Swami says, you may have received blessing from God, Guru, and ho- holy men. You know. I mean, we think blessing from God is the highest right. thing, but you know that's why it set me thinking. What is it, Swami is trying to? But Swami, says, even if you have received, I mean, you can receive all this even by by chance. Correct. I mean, by a stroke of luck, you might just get it. But if you don't have these blessing from inner self, then all that is of no use. Now I was trying to relate to that. You know how to understand this? I don't know. You, you may correct me, but you know I was thinking if you take um, all the people, you know, when Bhagwan was there, we used to have their darshans and all that. and so there are so many opportunity uh, opportunities there are so many occasions when bhagwan has blessed so many devotees you know with amazing chances but 
you if you see if you talk to them you know you you don't find them that they are at peace with themselves so i'm feeling to me it occurred that you know so it has happened like god out of his grace out of his just sheer love and mercy he might just bless you with so many chances Correct. but you will not be able to you know that will not do you much good okay for that moment you know for a few moments you have got your whatever chance and you've got your you felt your got your high but you have not if you are, if you have not synced with your inner self it is never going to uh, take how you anywhere how much value you give to it yeah. because i remember once i had uh, a conversation with uh, mr narahari sir from vrindavan mm-hmm. i was just speaking to him i told him sir what sir swami is not speaking nowadays Swami is not speaking to me. And uh, when I was in Parthi, Swami used to speak now, Brindavan. And he said, it is not important that Swami should speak to you. I said, sir, come on, sir, that is the most important. <laughs> he says, no. <laughs> yes, that is important. But more important is how much value you give to it. Hmm. And then I said, sir, uh, how is that? He said, see, if you come to the darshan, you see those old ladies who, somewhere 40 years or 50 years back swami has told them in a dream hmm. you come to prashant nilayam i'll take care that's it they have given up their whole life hmm. they have come here they were in the ganesh shed earlier in the mandir now they have been sent from there to the shed somewhere back from here it's so difficult for them to go to mandir but still they don't curse they stay here they stay in the most humblest of surroundings and very very simple life only focused on swami all because of that one word he said that is the importance that you should give to swami's word otherwise he said otherwise one word if swami speaks to you is that happiness is that the ultimate or not i said yes sir swami speaks to me that is the ultimate then why do you want it again <laughs> if swami speaks to you once hmm. that should be that happiness yeah. and that bliss should be with you throughout your life it's not anything less than swami's the power and love yes. of swami's words it is your inability to understand, understand that. that or to value it so the moment you come to that level where you value it that one word is enough, enough. for a lifetime enough <laughs> so beautifully wow <laughs> so anyway. that is i think uh, the whole idea of inner blessing yes <laughs> which is very important yeah, okay yeah. so let's move on i know there is so many more thoughts but i think um, there is something more interesting also which bhagwan goes on in the next segment panditulu kaani paamarudu kaani tannu telisukuntuka paritapinchu tana biddalandari endu bhagavantudu samananga premaanuragam soopun veluvunu sukuta deepam yokka swabhavam ఆ వెలుగులో కొందరు చదువుదురు వ్రాయుదురు వారి వారి గృహ కార్యములు చేసుకుందురు ఇంకా కొందరు ఆ వెలుగును దుర్వృత్తికి వినియోగించురు అట్లే భగవత్ నామముచే కీర్తనచే కొందరు ముక్తి బడయజూతురు కొందరు ఆ నామ సంకీర్తనలతో ఉదరపోషణకై పాటుపడుదురు మరికొందరు వారి హృదయానందమును పైకి ఉబ్బుకున్నట్లు చేసుకుందురు ఇంకా కొందరు దుర్వినియోగంగా చీట్లాడుదురు ఎవరట్లు చేసినను Be it a scholar or an ignoramus, for God all are his children and he shows his love and affection in equal measure on all who desperately pine to know him. It is the nature of the lamp to give light. Some may utilize this light for reading, writing and performing household chores. Some others use the light to do unethical things. Similarly, some people chant the name of the Lord to attain salvation. 
some others do it to earn their livelihood. There are yet others who engage in it to fill their hearts with bliss. There are also people who misuse God's name to pick up fights. Whatever one may do, God's name, however, always remains unblemished. So just now you were talking about what are we making of <laughs> what we have exactly. received. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> See all, you know, many times I share also with the students and I also believe in this that, you know, many times we say, you know, our guru is avatar, you know, tumhara guru to chota mota admi, our guru is avatar of the age, omniscient, omnipresent, mm. omnipresent, you know, mm. omnipotent, 16 vidya, 16 kalas. Mm. Ultimately, it boils down to this. See, if your father is a billionaire, but you cannot withdraw even 100 rupees from his bank account. There is no point in your father <laughs> being a billionaire. Okay. So, our guru may be an avatar, right? Mm. But ultimately, the question is, how much are we making of it? How mm. much of Swami's words are we trying to put in our life into practice? I think ultimately, it boils down to that. And I think specifically with relation to this paragraph, although Swami has used the word God's name, Hmm. or God, you know, being God's, God's name can be used for different purposes, yes. some good, some bad. But ultimately, God is blemishless. It is actually true for the self also. Yes. If you just interchange it with the yeah. self, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, the, that, that power which enlivens us, we, this body is being used to do so many things. But ultimately, the self being what it is, it is always blemishless. And that is why I think the why contemplation on the self is important is because there is nothing permanent. You know, I was just, before, uh, when you gave this to me, I was just uh, thinking about what can be discussed. This one, one thought just came to me. I, from a couple of days, I was reading about Buddhism. Okay. And uh, it's, a, it's a very, very fascinating, uh, you know, uh, philosophy. And there are so many great things. But I was just comparing it with, with Vedanta. And, you know, Buddhism is built on three fundamental tenets. Uh, anitya, Dukkha and Anatta. Anitya is everything is temporary. Dukkha is everything is suffering. And Anatta is there is no self. Okay. And Vedanta is exactly opposite. In Vedanta there is no suffering. There is only bliss. Right. There is nothing temporary. There is nothing temporary. <laughs> talk there is only the permanent. <laughs> That's all. Right. And there is only the self. <laughs> right. Now, See, this is the reason I, I personally feel this is the reason why knowing the self is so tough for us. Because no, we cannot conceptualize ourselves as being complete. We cannot conceptualize ourselves as being happy. We want to tell ourselves I am the most miserable character in this world. If you tell me I am happy, you are wrong. I want to be miserable. Right? It is very difficult for human beings to accept the fundamental tenets of Vedanta. That you, the way you are right now is perfect. You don't need to add anything to yourself. Right now, at this moment, you are the happiest person in this world. Right? There is nothing except for you. I think if, if, if we even try to, uh, you know, appreciate these teachings, then we are bringing the self in our life. But if we keep on ruminating over the fact that, no, there is only misery, and you know, I need to do sadhana to purify my mind because I am very impure and Swami is not accepting me the way I am and that is why in my house Vibhuti is not coming and neighbor's house Vibhuti is coming. <laughs> you know, those type of things if we keep on telling ourselves, then I think knowing about the self even intellectually becomes a big, big challenge. Hmm. 
absolutely in fact i think that is the reason why you know you saw so many occasions and you know, some used to um uh not um acknowledge i mean used to abhor anyone even saying that you know swami uh, i have done this mistake or he, he he never liked anyone having a guilty feeling he never liked you know uh, in, in i remember in bhajans where papi was there you know oh, oh i mean you know there are few bhajans where you say i am a sinner god liberate me he never wanted those words to be used at all because he all he wanted that you should always say that you are you are perfect you, you are divine and i think but you know uh, and i have also seen as a simple exercise also if you just uh, do this self affirmation just in the morning just sit and just don't do anything as swami used to say just say i am god i am god i am god you know i am divine i am you just say that itself you know you you yourself feel actually so uh, it's so elevated actually just just that affirmation because i think that's what we truly are and as you said most of the time we just don't pause to right. acknowledge that and to to realize that uh, potential within us no, even saying that to yourself is so challenging you know there is this very famous lady uh, louise hay and she has written lot of books on affirmations mm. and all those things right so the first exercise she gives is look into the mirror and tell yourself the following i love myself and i accept myself the way i am it seems very simple but if you try it once you will come to know hmm. telling this to yourself itself is very difficult hmm. in fact you will hesitate yeah first couple of times you will almost hesitate to tell yourself that i love yourself i love hmm. myself yes and i accept myself the way yeah. i am yeah you know that is how challenging it is and and there's a reason for that and the reason is that every person has created an identity for himself or herself and in that identity being miserable is a very important part <laughs> right <laughs> if if you are not miserable you don't exist actually so the mind finds it so difficult to leave aside a concept which it has you know nurtured for so many years the mind has actually taken care of this concept it has given food to this concept you know it has nurtured this concept and you have come to believe that you are a miserable entity with suffering impure being and you need to do so many zillions of things in this world to become pure right and that i think that is the fundamental challenge and that's where you know we come back again to the same point that how much faith and trust and love we have for bhagwan's words if we really believe what swami says if we really believe that swami is god then i think we must also give some concession to swami <laughs> and start believing that yes swami maybe what you are saying is true we are also divine mm-hmm. we may not be able to manifest that divinity fully well that's a different that, that that's a second step you know but at least mm-hmm. the first step is where we have to start mm-hmm. here swami says be it a scholar or an ignoramus uh, for god all are his children and he showers his love and affection in equal measure on all who desperately pine to know him mm-hmm. so that pining that mm-hmm. love for him is yes. very very important mm-hmm. there's a nice uh, episode from my life which mm-hmm. just comes to memory um so what happened was after i finished my masters mm-hmm. um even few years before that swami was saying uh, Bioscience, you do MBBS, go for MBBS, medicine. Mm-hmm. So I said, Swami, fine. Swami wants, I'm ready to go. And um, then I told Swami, there are two more years. MSc is also there <laughs> after <laughs> BSc. Said, oh yes, yes, you do MSc, and then after MSc, you go for MBBS. 
that is the correct age swami told i said fantastic <laughs> so at least two more years extension <laughs> so now two years over msc over so i thought okay let me sit somewhere behind somebody so that swami doesn't <laughs> send me to mbbs but did it occur to you that you know i everybody does mbbs after their 12th class and yeah we knew that but yeah. i didn't want to go that so <laughs> so i wanted to stay here then after uh, msc after a few months swami called swami was, swami called few of us and then swami was um, swami asked me entra you wanted to do some mbbs what happened to all that <laughs> swami in telugu nu edo mbbs chestan antive em ayindi yes you wanted to do some mbbs mm. and all that what happened i don't know what happened to me suddenly one answer came to my mind so just again it's a prompting so i told swami swami tho undataniki emanna chadutanu means i am ready to study anything in order to stay with swami and almost i was patting myself on my back i mean what a beautiful answer i have given <laughs> then the answer that swami gave you know floored me for life <laughs> swami looked hey spontaneous instant swami tho undataniki chadu avasrama in order to stay with swami do you need studies <laughs> see that see that that is exactly what he is saying whether you are a scholar or you are illiterate or you are anybody to stay with swami you don't need scholarship you don't need education you don't need credit you don't need uh, you know uh, gold medals you don't need brilliance all you need is love you need to pine for him <laughs> how beautiful and it it becomes so universal suddenly <laughs> and uh, nothing yes. if you need me you deserve me Correct. that's all yes. <laughs> <laughs> one of our teachers also i, I you know see first of all it's such a great blessing to have such teachers one of our teachers used to be in host school hostel now he's come to our senior hostel and you know i many of my friends because i didn't study in school unfortunately but many of my friends who studied in school you know when you finish 12th you have this doubt you know boys are going for engineering and mbbs and you know those type of questions and uh, one of my classmates once asked this teacher that sir uh, you know i want to go for engineering or mbbs i don't know what to do basically i am mm. confused and then uh, he was asking sir what to do and then he said sir uh, will swami be happy if i go or if i stay here and then you know sir told him that a very simple thing he said look swami is seeing only one thing in your life you will always get two options the world and swami every time you should select swami swami is only seeing that and uh, you ask yourself this question when you are going out or whether you are staying here are you choosing swami or you are choosing the world of course that friend of mine continued to study here and mm-hmm. swami blessed him profusely later also but this became his his you know uh, what do you call it his main uh, pillar and post or guideline for taking all decisions in life and this is what so many of our teachers have also told us that you know there's always an option before you whether you choose the world or god by choosing god doesn't mean that you know you choose the place it's yeah. not about being physically close to yeah. swami mm-hmm. but it's always about giving priority to what you think swami would have would have liked mm-hmm. you to do mm-hmm. and also what happens is sometimes we may do something thinking swami will like this whether swami likes it or not is not important what is important is do you have that thought in you whether your action is based on that premise or not 
if you think yes. that this is what will please swami and that drives your action hmm. then i think that pining within ourselves to know swami increases more and more and that pining i think is the greatest gift that swami has given to all his students absolutely i i remember one of our brothers uh, he was very close to swami physically and so many interviews he got so one day i asked him brother how does it feel to be hmm. you know in the hmm. interview room with swami alone and he said aman i don't know whether i am lucky now that i am getting swami's presence or i was lucky when i was not getting swami's presence because when i was not physically close to swami i used to think about swami all the time hmm. and those were the most beautiful days of my life <laughs> now with swami's physical presence i try to think of swami but hmm. the mind is like that i am hmm. not able to think as much as i would have loved to hmm. So yeah I feel that running behind Swami itself I yes. think is the greatest, <laughs> greatest gift that uh, yeah. you know Swami students have In got. fact I think you know if if you take any devotee's life also you know even if they have sat uh, and cried for the lord like you know for 5 hours they have sat and just cried for the lord and nothing has happened but still you know there is some ananda in that isn't it <laughs> Absolutely there is some joy in that actually no, In fact I remember see many times no we used to come to mandir and we used to have swami's darshan and that time it used to be so normal swami has mm. come swami has gone mm. we'll be going back to hostel suddenly we know swami's car is out and swami is going somewhere see you just saw swami okay 2 minutes ago in the mandir mm. but to see swami in that car and to run behind swami is a special yeah. joy yeah <laughs> and then when you see swami let's say in the hillview stadium no you yeah. have you got that glimpse of swami and yeah. you know what next to swami's window i was there yaar <laughs> and you know swami looked at me 15 minutes ago you got paad namaskar you held swami's hand spoke to him. but that joy of just you know running behind swami yes. and knowing that maybe he's looking at you from the rear view mirror or you know mm. maybe he just saw you from yeah. the side of his eyes mm. see that i you know one more thing i am sure so many of our hostel boys would remember uh and this happened to me for the first time i was in hostel eating okay mm. and a bell rang <laughs> tang like that one bell okay i know <laughs> now look people who joined new yes. have no clue what is happening <laughs> yeah and before you experience. turn around no yes. there is nobody in the dining hall yeah. <laughs> and plates are flying, flying. tang here there you know everybody <laughs> everybody will run I, even in on fact, the road same thing <laughs> happened when i when i joined first time i said what happens some earthquake happened or what everybody is rushing like this <laughs> so that is such a great you know i remember once or twice I didn't go to college and I was sleeping in the morning I was tired and suddenly I came to know Swami is coming so that time only Venkatachalam sir and Surinayan sir were in the hospital so what happened first instinct is to go and run but then you know that you are not gone to college so <laughs> what to do see that is the time when I really realized the desire to to you know know see be with Swami and what happens when you are forced not to be there Mm. and you know it also taught me a very important lesson in life that if you do something which is not right you will be away from god even if god is going there being there going past by you you know swami is there but something mm. within your heart tells you that mm. don't go there because if swami asks you what are you doing here during college hours <laughs> jai sai ram i have to pack my bags and go out to go <laughs> <laughs> that inner grace you didn't inner grace <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah I think, so i think that is that that is very significant mm-hmm. see yeah. recently we were reading this devi bhagavatam yes which is uh, not the regular chandi part that we do but it's a different book on uh, the stories of mother one more book mm-hmm. so in that there are these stories of uh, so according to that book you know the highest loka is goloka mm-hmm. above everything mm-hmm. and that is where krishna resides and krishna is the main tattva from whom 
all the uh, you know brahma vishnu and mahesh have come mm-hmm. and that is where actually the place where ras mandala happens uh-huh. that is the place where uh, krishna from himself created radha devi oh, okay. and uh, you know he created brahma vishnu mahesh and if we read about what happens in that goloka no with the gopikas and gopas and all that you know really uh, you know at the you know at the uh, this thing of being a little bit pompous or i don't know what it is but it is almost like what we have experienced mm-hmm. i will not say that it's fully because it's a different yeah. feeling to know god in that realm maybe yes. but that uh, you know that it, jealousy between gopikas mm. you can imagine it and you know running seeking krishna's attention yes. all the time Absolutely. running behind krishna's and yes. that politics between gopikas also <laughs> is there which is unfortunately <laughs> there when swami was there also yes. it used to happen with students all you know the time. Yeah. so yeah i mean uh, yeah. i think whether we realize the self or not you know that's a long term thing <laughs> but <laughs> i think at least in the now we can be happy about the fact that having that pining for swami is is really a great gift yes i think yes wow <laughs> everything begins from there actually once that pining uh, once you have the faith as you said you know yes. then you will start uh, pining for him and i think once the pining happens uh, then you will start uh, beginning to feel his presence and once you feel him once you want to feel him more exactly. <laughs> wonderful thank you very much aman i know there is so much more that you can share and uh, and um, um, in fact as you mentioned about this uh, rasa krida um, uh, you know many times i think uh, i always used to relate to the same experience that we went through in the hostel to what used to happen with the gopikas because i think it's very easy to relate and then i used to think that basically the rasa krida that happened where every uh, gopika saw krishna with them i felt that is what happened on april 24 2011 because suddenly swami now uh, everyone's attention was focused on that one form and suddenly that whole thing is like burst consciousness consciousness like burst and it just went into each one and now each one is now you know playing hide and seek with that swami within their heart it is it is like the rasakrida is now happening within the heart of every individual uh, i mean it was all the time happening but because because he was there in the front you know you you never paid attention to that now you you have to go inside you have to do the self uh, whatever uh, enquiry whatever you call it so that only then you can be in bliss wonderful thank you so much aman and i we hope and pray that you can join us again <laughs> it's been uh, really lovely because uh, um here's uh, some of the experiences that you shared i know it comes from personal experience and also very beautiful interactions with people who have lived with bhagwan and i think this is the treasure that we have which will guide us as we walk on this path so dear listeners with that it's time to wind up this session of thursday life If you have any queries or comments as always you can write to listener at radiosai.org this is chapter 12 of prema vahini and as i do always i would urge you to open prema vahini and read these chapters because what we have discussed is probably just one perspective of a billion perspectives what can be of what bhagwan has written and if you just read and contemplate you will definitely have another insight a beautiful insight and probably you will find very beautiful guidelines which will be most appropriate for you in your spiritual path in your spiritual journey so that is what will help you to experience 
the bliss that is i bliss that is self and maybe you should share some of those thoughts with us too because maybe that will help someone else because we are all here together in this beautiful journey thank you so much as always for being with us and for sending your emails it always is very inspiring it's always a blessing to listen to fellow brothers and sisters fellow pilgrims on the path so with that it's time to draw the curtains thank you so much for being with us and a sweet sairam and good night from radio sai you were listening to an episode of our program wahini satsang this episode was first aired on the 5th october 2017 as part of thursday live from prashantinilam on asia stream of radio sai global harmony This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai. Thank you and Sai Ram.